Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains, along with my partner, former Eagles beat writer from NJ.com and the Trenton Times, Mark Eckel. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles tight end, Ken Dunnick. And, Mark, we've got some happy news. Improbably, the Eagles run the table when their last four games and win the NFC East. We're going to talk about it at length. Let me mention our sponsor, USA Man Franchising, LLC. If you're tired of working for someone else for far less money than you're worth, USA Man Franchising has operations in Philadelphia, southern New Jersey, and Boston, and they're looking for new cities for expansion. Call 856-912-4007 on how you can own your own business or go to usamanmagazine.com for more information. Okay, Mark, we're going to go turn back the calendar. About four weeks, the Eagles are sitting at 5-7 and seven after a dreadful loss to the Miami Dolphins. We figured the season is all but dead, but they had a small window of opportunity. They had to win the last four games. They had to beat the Dallas Cowboys. They did all of those things, and improbably the Eagles win the NFC East. You've been covering football for a long time. One of the most amazing finishes to a season that I can remember. How about you? Um, yes and no. It's, I mean, we, we were on this, to be honest. I mean, I'm not that shocked because we've been saying it all year that if they could get – as long as they – and the Miami loss was the one that threw us for a loop. But we said all along – I said all along, if they could beat the Cowboys, they'd win the division. Because they weren't losing to the Giants and the Redskins. They just weren't. The Giants and Redskins are barely. I'll tell you what, you say they just weren't, but they almost did. Both of well, but they did. But they did. I know, I know. Close and all. There's no moral victory. They didn't. Well, they didn't lose to the Giants. They weren't going. I had. I had so many people last week tell me, guys I trust too, guys that know a little football and like to put a little money on football. They all love the Giants. Oh, the Giants getting four. Oh, I like the. I can look at them like they're crazy, saying, yeah, I'd, you know what? give me all that money. Don't I heard, I heard Don't the same thing. Yeah, I heard the same thing. I didn't, I didn't like all, the Giants I in the game. I, could on the Giants last week. I didn't like the Giants in the game, but oh. I was leery of the game because a lot of times when you come off an emotional loss, beating, uh, excuse me, emotional win, beating the Dallas Cowboys, sometimes you come out flat. But, you know, Doug Peterson did. just didn't let that happen. Well, they did. They they, they struggled. It was, a, it was a close game for a while. But then they kind of – listen – I hate to use a quick cliche, but the cream rises to the top. Mm-hmm. You're playing the guy. You're better than – and listen, I like Pat Shermer personally. Nice guy. I, I dealt with him way back when he was with Andy. And I oh, he's a good guy. guy. I played golf with him. He's a really not good, a good coach. Not a, not a good head coach. I mean, I think he's an innovative coach. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. He exactly. may you know, be one of those yep. guys that's just not meant to be a head coach. He wasn't – Doug wasn't going to lose to Pat Shermer in a game that meant, that meant getting to the – went into the – it wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen. Uh, but to answer your original question, the, the craziest – finished to a season, and I, I, I get my years mixed up now. I want to say 2008, when the Eagles went into the last game, again, against Dallas. This was against Dallas, where, like, four things had to happen, including them beating Dallas to get into the playoffs. And two of them were, like, major upsets. I know. Oh, no, wait a minute. This was the, this was the Andy Reid year. Yeah. And, yes, and the most improbable of all those things happening was – Oakland, forget, Oakland, yeah, Oakland had to beat Tampa in, in Tampa, I believe, right? I mean, right. Something like that. And Oakland wasn't good then. Oakland was like no, they were they were all four and eleven team, whatever they were at the time. Tampa, all Tampa had to do was beat them, and that loss. And then, but then, like the Bears had like three out of three other NFC teams had to lose. Talk about and then the Eagles had to win 
and they would have gotten and they and they got the wild card spot, and then yeah. it all happened, and then they killed the Cowboys that day, like forty-seven to ten or something. It was it was they you know they were, and they knew that was the, that was the nice part about that day was the Eagles game was at four, all those other games were at one, so they knew when they took the field or they they saw the scores that they were okay now everything fell in place. Yeah, I agree. I, I remember that scenario and. The odds going into the game, I think it was like a hundred to one or something. All those things were going oh, to yeah. happen, and especially the Oakland turned out. Yeah, big one, you know. But you, but you know, Mark, you have to go into every game apprehensively, and here's one of the reasons. And it was evidenced by what happened this weekend. Uh, New England yeah. has to win at home against Miami to clinch a, a bye, and and they lose to the Dolphins, which actually makes me feel better about the Eagles' loss. That, that right? lost the they, Dolphins, right? <laughs> So the, apparently the Dolphins are a little bit better than we thought, and they go into in New England and, and shock the Patriots. So you have to go into every game with respect for your opponent. The Eagles obviously did that. Let's talk about, to me, what is the most exciting uh, fact about this Eagles team, and that is these young guys that have continued to step up in big-time spots. Now, it's easy to look good on the practice squad. It's easy to look good in practice. But when the shot light is, is shining brightly, it's very difficult to not only, you know, prove that you're, you're worth on the field, but to shine the way these guys have. Now, Boston Scott, to me, is an anomaly. I mean, you're looking at a guy. Now, he had pedestrian numbers rushing in 19 carries for 54 yards. He did have three touchdowns. But how about the screen pass he breaks for 39 yards that really it kind of steals the deal in the game? And, you know, this kid and, and Miles Sanders, before he gets hurt, you know, rookie having a great season, nine carries for 52 yards. Uh, these two players have really stepped up, and I'll talk about Josh Perkins. I'll talk about Greg Ward. I'll talk about uh, Craven LeBlanc, who I thought played exceptionally well on defense with seven tackles and two pass breakups. But these young players who the Eagles weren't counting on and most fans didn't even know their name have stepped up. And, of course, they're influential having the Eagles win the NFC East. Yeah, not. I mean, I'll, I'll take Miles Sanders out of that mix because he was a second round pick out of out of Penn State. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's still a rookie. Was supposed to got to prove yourself. When you, yeah, you, exactly. He did have to prove himself, but when you're taken in the second round, there are expectations that come along with that. Well, listen, Boston Scott, Perry, and, Perry Harrington was a second round pick too. <laughs> that I said there's, there's expectations. <laughs> I don't mean I, I love Perry. I'm sorry, he was my team, man. I love Perry. Sorry about that. I don't want to go through a list of that. I got, I got. We could do a whole podcast on, uh-huh. on that, but um, but I'm talking about the Boston Scotts and and uh, Greg Ward and Deontay Brown. Those guys that weren't drafted weren't on the roster. And the only reason some of them are on the roster is because other guys got hurt. Right? They, wouldn't, yeah. they would still be on the practice squad if there weren't. If Jordan Howard doesn't get hurt, and if um, Aguilar doesn't get hurt, and Jeffries doesn't get hurt, and Deshaun doesn't get hurt, Greg Ward's still on the practice squad. Yeah, what's the old adage? Success equals uh, preparation meets opportunity, or something like that. And these guys, you know, they're talented kids. They put in the work. They weren't high on the draft radar, but they certainly took full advantage of their opportunity and have really been influential in the Eagles' success. You know, Greg Ward, a quarterback in college, six receptions, 43 yards, and he's one of the most sure-handed receivers the Eagles have. Now, keep in mind, Mark, that the Eagles are going into that last game without Zach Ertz, Lane Johnson, all the players that have been injured. So uh, let's talk a little bit about injuries going into this Seattle game. 
I found it interesting in one of Doug Peterson's press conferences that, you know, he talked about Zach Ertz's uh, fractured rib. They had also talked about him having a lacerated kidney. He refutes that. He, he doesn't, he says that he doesn't know anything about that. And it would be hard for me to believe that the head coach of the Eagles doesn't know the tight end has a lacerated kidney. Now, there may be some truth to this because the Ertz is going through the walkthrough and he is uh, hoping to play on Sunday. I think if he had a lacerated kidney, yeah, he, he, would, would be ruled, he would be ruled out for the game. Already. I agree. It might be a bruise. Uh, yeah. It can't be lacerated. It might be yeah. like a, he might have had a bruise. I, I don't, I'm not there. I'm not a doctor. I don't want to, you know, talk health issues, but um, I, I still think it's going to be a stretch. Just from talking to you last week, when you talked about you having um, the broken rib, it's going to be tough. I, I, I'll say this, the, the schedule makers did the Eagles a little bit of a favor, giving them. Oh, Sunday I agree. Saturday, I agree. Sunday, it's one a more big day deal. It's the best possible draw for the Eagles, in my opinion. Playing the last game on Sunday, and being a team in Seattle, who, you know, they they got beat in a close game uh, a few weeks ago here at the Vet, but they had five turnovers. So if you, if you look at this game, I think the matchups are actually favorable for the Eagles. Now they got to get some players, in my opinion, on the field. Lane Johnson being the biggest factor. If he can fight through this high ankle sprain and get back out there, I think that's going to help. You know, Miles Sanders tweaked his ankle in this last game, set out the second half. Be nice to have him in there for a backup. Were you surprised that Jordan Howard played little or no snaps in that last game? I mean, somebody said that Doug Peterson was sending him a message that he didn't stay in shape over this uh, several-week hiatus. Are you hearing anything about that? Yeah, I heard the same thing. Yeah, he wasn't in football shape. But, um, and I mean, I didn't, you would know better than I about that. But, I mean, he was hurt. I mean, could, I guess he could have done some things. He still could have, I don't know, when you're hurt. Well, you've got, you've got a shoulder and a stinger. That doesn't stop you from running. I mean, it may be a little bit uncomfortable, but, I mean, get on the bike and do something. And, yeah, you know, and, and maybe that, all the that stuff could, they have, right? That could be a reflection of the Eagles' training staff too, right? Well, I mean, you're not, you're not gonna, you're, the guy should be weighing in every day. Yes. If he's put on a few pounds, you say, "Hey, coach, wait a minute, you know this guy's not doing what he needs to be doing." I was, you brought it up, so I'm going to go there. Um, the Eagles have to look at their medical staff this off season and decide. I, think so. I mean, listen, injuries happen in football. It's a it's a violent game. I'm surprised more injuries don't don't happen. I've been on the field sometimes, and you hear it when you played it, you know. I mean, it's it's a violent game. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But they, you know, they've had guys miss more time than they were supposed to. Let's never, never that. seen like, anything like it. Watching and, football, a lot of twenty key players for the Eagles have been injured or on the injured reserve list so far. Twenty players. It's amazing. Yeah, that's, and that that number jumps out at you. But also, like guys that were supposed to be back, you know, it's like two to four weeks. Well, it's never been two. It's at least four. It's sometimes more than the four. And that's a George tells me something about the staff. There. They said Jordan Howard was week to week, six yeah. or seven weeks ago. Yeah, that I week mean, to week means a week or two, not seven. Right, right. It's month to month. Yeah. And let's not forget one of the heroes of this team and a guy that I admire greatly because of all the things that he's fought off uh, off the field and on is Brandon Brooks. He's out for the season yeah. with a shoulder. You know, that's going to affect this depleted offensive line. But you throw up your hands and say, well, wait a minute. I mean, everybody steps up anyway. It's just another guy. Next man up has never been more prevalent than it is in this Eagles team. Yeah, that I mean, but you, after a while, I think you take the stone. What, what would you, are, are they going to leave prior at guard? Or if Lane comes back, are they going to move by prior to guard? 
That's uh, that, I haven't heard a definitive answer on that. I think they're working it both ways. Um, but Wait, you know, we we, play or not, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have, that's going to be a big factor if Lane Johnson can play. Jalen Mills fighting through an ankle. Hopefully, you know he can get back on the field. And Avante Maddox, who has played well, he's out with a with a, some kind of an injury. The Eagles aren't saying what it is, which I find interesting. That I thought you had to disclose injuries and what they are. Let's just like hockey, you know, he's got a lower body injury or something. Well, but when they put the official report out Friday, they do have to say they can't disguise it, man, because let's be honest, it's for the gamblers, right? It's in the gamblers yeah. So, <laughs> so let, let's look at this matchup coming up with Seattle. You know, the last time they played, the Eagles defense played exceptionally well. Russell Wilson was only 13 for 25 with 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Carson Wentz was airing it out, 33 for 45, only 256 yards. He had a touchdown but threw two interceptions. He also lost two fumbles in that game. Dallas Goddard uh, lost a fumble. So you're looking at a team that you know lost a game by uh, eight points, I believe, and had five turnovers. If the Eagles can clean up that area of the game, they've got a real good shot in this one. Well, they're, they're home. That's, that, that, I mean, any team that's home in the playoffs – I think you can't discount it. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to go on the road in the playoffs and win. Um, now Seattle's a team that has given the Pete Carroll's never lost to the Eagles, so you, yet there's that factor. He's five and zero. Oh. Um, it's a good game. I, it's it's not the team I would want the Eagles to play if I could pick of all the teams in the playoffs. I, that's not the team I would have picked for the Eagles because Carroll just seems to do a good job against them. I mean, he's beating he's beating Andy Reid, he's beating Chip Kelly, he's beating Doug Peterson. So it's not like he just he's beating them thirty years. He's beating. Them. Well, who would you have preferred that Minnesota? Minnesota? I mean, Minnesota. Minnesota. You, you like that matchup better? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Mike Zimmer fan, and I'm not a big Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a decent year, but when the pressure is on, I'll take my chances again. Russell Wilson just just scares the heck out of me because he's he's won a lot of big games. He makes plays when you think they're you know he's. I like Russell Wilson a lot. Well, they talked about this week here in the local media about how close Russell Wilson came to becoming an Eagle. They really loved him. And, and then they, yeah, they should have taken him. I'm tired well, of hearing that, that, that story. Well, they took Vinnie Curry instead. Come on. I, mean, I love Vinnie Curry. <laughs> but they, that was what they took two guys instead. They had two second-round picks that, that year. And they could have yep. moved up to the third. I mean, I don't want to hear that. They loved him. They should have went and got him. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, he's, he yeah, is Nick a rare Foles talent. Did, Nick Foles did win a Super Bowl for him. We did. You know, all things considered, you pick a guy who wins the Super Bowl for you, you can't, can't be that much. bad. Right. Hey, Mark, uh, hopefully we'll be back on next week talking about an Eagles victory and them advancing in the playoffs. If not, it's been a, a great season working with you, and uh, hope the fans have enjoyed our initial season of the Bird Brains podcast, and hope you come back next year. But let's think positively. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Bird Brains. Take care, everybody.